0: Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Hey Fighting Podcast, the official podcast of LSU Football. As always, I'm Cody Warshrum, digital media reporter for LSU Athletics, and I uh, got a very special episode today, of course, as you can tell from the episode title, as you can tell from all the uh, the media we've been putting out, LSU has a new number 7 that's Jamar Chase, junior wide receiver. Have a very good conversation with Jamar coming up uh, at the end of this podcast. Uh, in fact, once I finish recording and put everything together, I'll, uh, I'll put it up in the episode description where that interview starts. If you want to go ahead and just skip to that interview, feel free. It's a very good conversation with Jamar uh, about why he accepted number seven, why he asked for number seven. In fact, there's actually a really good story there that I didn't get on microphone. But Jamar went and, and looked for Coach O to, to ask for number seven. He, he, he walked in the building. I think he saw Greg Stringfellow, the equipment, head head equipment guy over there and said, I'm, I'm fixing to go get number seven. And, uh, and I think he actually spent like 50 minutes walking around looking for coach O trying to get, uh, trying to get number seven and and tell coach O that he wanted number seven because coach O is just that active in the building. He wasn't gone. He was there. He was just moving around the building so much that, uh, that Jamar couldn't run him down. So eventually he ran him down. He, uh, he asked him for number seven and, and coach O gave it to him. So, uh, as, as you can tell from from the, uh, the 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 title of this episode and all the stuff we've been putting out, so it's a good conversation. Uh, if you want to get to that, go ahead and and, and start there. Uh, but before we get there, I did want to go over a couple of things that Coach O talked about uh, at his press conference on Wednesday, previewing the start of spring practice, which begins on Saturday. And uh, the couple of things that I wanted to go over, kind of newsy items, and then a few sound bites, just kind of talking about some of these newsy items. The first thing I wanted to go over was some position changes. Um, The ones that stood out to me, Marcel Brooks is going to move from outside linebacker to – Coach O called an inside linebacker. It's that 4-3 linebacker spot. I don't know which one he'll be playing, but slightly different than the role that that he's been playing. Coach O mentioned that uh, they wanted him to put on about 10 more pounds get up from 205 to 215. So, um but but obviously he brings a lot of speed to that position and will be very dyna- dynamic there. Uh, another guy moving to linebacker, Devontae Lee from wide receiver to linebacker. You can see it, you can see it with his build. Uh, I think Devonte Lee actually went to coach O and said he wanted to play defense and uh with some some bodies to replace a linebacker, he could be a very good fit there. Uh Joseph Evans also changing sides of the ball for LSU, moving from defensive tackle to center. And this was something I heard about a couple days ago, and I think it's a really smart move. Um, Joseph Evans is a brilliant, brilliant player, brilliant uh, young man. Very, very high IQ, just fits the mold of what you would think of in a center. And I think he's really going to push Chasen Hines for that spot. Uh, I I really like his fit there as a center. Um, I'll get to the depth chart that Coach O went over uh, on Wednesday in a second. Before I do that, a couple of guys who are out for the spring. Torrey Carter is out for the spring. Sony Fanua, Eric Gilbert, the freshman tight end, top player in, in LSU's recruiting class in terms of the rankings. He's out for the spring. And then Todd Harris, coming back from that knee injury last year, is out for the spring. He may play a little bit at the end of spring. Coach O says he looks great, uh, but I don't think they're going to rush him back at all. Another guy who will be missing, Darrell Rosenthal. He has left school for personal reasons as Coach O announced on Wednesday, but they expect him back in the summer. Coach O actually spoke very highly of him and said he thinks he'll be an NFL offensive lineman one day and had a very good um, practice session leading into the bowl game and the playoffs the playoffs last year. Um, but he'll be out for the spring, back for the summer uh, is the plan, according to Coach O. Uh, Elias Ricks, the true freshman cornerback, uh, five-star kid, is going to compete for that starting cornerback spot opposite Derek Stingley. Uh, He'll be limited this spring, and then Neil Farrell will be out for the first two weeks of spring uh, and then hit the ground running. And then the two other absences, uh, Kerry Vincent, Maurice Hampton, they're both playing other sports. Kerry Vincent running track. Maurice Hampton playing baseball. He's going to stick with baseball through the spring. Coach O said that was a recruiting promise that he made, so he wanted to honor that promise. Maurice Hampton will stay on the baseball field um let's get to the depth chart and then we'll play a couple of sound bites from Coach O. This is the sort of the depth chart that he gave out. Not necessarily in order as he says it's it's etched in sand, but it kind of gives you an idea of uh, of the position groupings and maybe some of the guys in the running. Quarterback Miles Brennan is the starter, very very good quote from Coach O on Miles Brennan. We'll play that in a second. And then uh, the guys behind him are Max Johnson and TJ Finley, the two freshmen, and Peter Parrish who was uh, a redshirt last year. Be a redshirt freshman this year. Running backs are basically all three of those guys are starters. John Emery, uh, Ty Davis-Price, and Chris Curry all do different things. They'll all get plenty of touches. We'll see how the pecking order sort of unfolds. It could be different week-to-week, game-to-game, practice-to-practice. You never know. There's a lot of competition there. Really, tal- Really talented guys there. Um, that can all bring something different to the table. Offensive line is the thinnest spot for LSU this spring. Eddie Ingram is back at left guard. Chasen Hines is going to start at center, but like I said, Joseph Evans will push him there. Uh, at right guard, keep an eye on the battle there. Anthony Bradford, Cardell Thomas, two guys that were true freshmen last year battling for that spot. Austin Deculus back at right tackle. Charles Turner is a guy that played some center last year. He'll be back and forth between center and tackle for LSU this year just because they don't have a ton of of depth on the offensive line right now in terms of bodies with Dare rosenthal out cam wire will get the uh, get the first team reps at, at left tackle um, but thomas perry is right there battling him and like i said dare rosenthal will be back in the summer wide receiver lsu's loaded again jamar chase who we'll hear from at the end of this episode terrace marshall racy mcmath those to me are the are the three guys right now uh, but coach mentioned trey palmer by name is a guy that he wants to step up and of course you've got um, Jare Jenkins, John Trey Kirkland, and, uh, and a cast of new guys coming in, Keishon Butte, and a few other guys who are going to battle for uh, for for snaps at wide receiver. Tight end, Jamal Pettigrew. Eric Gilbert, of course, is out, uh, as is Tory Carter. Uh, Coach, I said Cole Taylor, true freshman, looks great. Uh, Aaron Moffitt is there as well. So that's your offensive depth chart. Uh, defense, uh, you're looking at T.K. McClendon, who I didn't mention in the position change group. He was a tight end last year. I think he played some defensive line late in the season. He's starting at left end right now. Uh, for LSU, and, and Coach o said he's a perfect fit in that 4-3. I think you'll hear that in a soundbite in a second. Jarrell Cherry, uh, famous for carrying bricks in his backpack last season, last last offseason, backing him up at left end. Allie Gay is a guy that also will work in at defensive end. Nose tackle in this new 4-3 system, you've got Apu Aika, you've got Tyler Shelvin. Those guys can play together. Um, you can rotate them. You also have Glenn Logan, who I think is probably considered a starter there, and Nelson Jenkins as well. Be interested to see what those nose tackle spots look like in this new 4-3. The other end spot, Justin Thomas is a guy that Coach O spoke very highly of. They want him to get about 15 pounds lighter. He's at 300 pounds right now. They want him about 285. But he's a guy that when he played last year, his pressure numbers were very good. He was constantly getting to the quarterback in that uh, that green team third down pass rushing situation. So uh, he, he's got a chance to have a good season. Andre Anthony is working at that spot as well. And then B.J. Ogilari is a guy that Coach O said he thinks will be an all Americans. So not to put too much pressure on the kid, um, but it sounds like he's impressed so far and could be a guy that gives LSU a threat rushing off the edge. Linebacker, you lose some guys, but there's some guys there as well and some new guys in the position. I mentioned Marcel Brooks working at linebacker. You also have um, Demon Clark, who I think is, is poised for a really, really big season. I think he can have a very special season. Micah Baskerville, who Coach O said... Coach Pellini uh, is a big fan of so far. Ray Thornton also making the move to linebacker from outside linebacker, more to an inside role. So I uh, should have lumped him in with the uh, with the position changes as well. Um, cornerback Derek Stingley, heard of him. He's, he's pretty good. Uh, Elias Ricks will work at cornerback when he's in there. He's limited. He's going to compete for a starting spot. You also have Jay Ward and Ray Darius Jones. Cordell Flott is back, but right now he's working at the nickel. Um, so he could work in at the nickel for LSU played a ton for LSU last year. His numbers were fantastic. Uh, had a really big season last year as a true freshman. Jay Ward also working at nickel uh, with Maurice Hampton out uh, with Kerry Vincent out. You're looking at Cam Lewis and Jordan tolls. It's safety. It's strong safety. Jordan tolls is a guy that coach O singled out. He's a two sport guy. I think the plan is for him to play basketball. I don't know if that still holds up or not. I'd have to check in on that, but he's a guy that uh, coach O loves his athleticism. Can't wait to see him in pads. And then at free safety, Jacoby Stevens, again heard of him. He's a pretty good football player. So that's the uh, the quick depth chart. I could have had just Coach O say all that stuff. He he basically went through that, but I figured I could get through it a little bit faster if I did it at uh, at my own tempo and uh, setting up the opportunity for me to play a couple of sound bites from Coach O uh, from yesterday's press conference, Wednesday's press conference. I should say uh, the first soundbite I'm gonna start with the Miles Brennan soundbite because this one got me fired up when Coach O said this I got fired up I was ready for football season as soon as I heard this I'm excited about Miles opportunity this year you're gonna hear me and, and Jamar talk about it in a little bit they're working hard with with Miles um, the, the the phrase that that I've heard and, and we we heard Miles kind of coming to his own coming into his own Last year, when Coach O really sung his praises as, as part of spring and, and the fourth quarter program, he was really accepting some leadership, even with Joe being in front of him in the pecking order. And the phrase that, that I've heard and that Coach O kind of hinted at was, Miles is one of those guys that when it's his time, he's going to absolutely rise to the occasion uh, in terms of all those other things, leadership, watching film, um, putting in the extra hours, all that stuff. And so far... Sounds that sounds like exactly what he's been doing. Uh, here's Coach O on Miles Brennan, and let me just tell you, if you're near a wall, like don't run through it after you hear this quote because you're gonna get fired up. If if you have a pulse and you're an LSU fan, this is gonna pump you up.
1: Uh, he's led this team in a four quarter program. Uh, he's competed at every rep just like Joe did to win every rep. I'm not gonna say he won every rep, but I'm I watch him compete to win every rep. I see him be more vocal at the end, like we go eight stations on the eight station. You know, we put up the pause. He's the one doing it. Um, I've heard him talk to guys that when we had to go back, come on, man, get this done. So he's been more of a vocal leader. I've seen him in the office watching more film than he ever has. Uh, I know this, I know the Brennan family very well. Uh, They've been very patient and uh, they've been waiting for this time. I expect Miles to explode and I expect him to do all the things that he needs to do to be a great quarterback. And whatever deficiencies he has, like we all have, I know that he and his family are going to work on. And uh, what I mean by that is more experience, uh, working on his throwing motion, uh, going to quarterback gurus camps, or whatever it may be, I know that this guy is dedicated to do that. And I think we're going to have us one heck of a player. I've always believed in Miles. I believe he's a championship quarterback, and I, I believe he's going to be great for us.
0: Miles will work with a new coach on the offensive side of the ball. Scott Linehan comes in. As LSU's passing game coordinator, Coach O was asked a couple of questions about Scott Linehan, why he was the right fit for this job at this time. I'm going to play both of those answers back to back.
1: I really liked his approach in the interview. Uh, I really liked his demeanor. I really liked that when he got up on the board, I could see him coaching our receivers. I think that's really important. I think that uh, you can tell the type of coach when he gets up on the board and you ask him questions and it's not a planned deal. I thought he was very detailed, brought a lot of knowledge. Uh, I felt comfortable with him. Uh, There's some guys on our staff that have worked with him before and said he was an excellent team guy. I thought those qualities were very, very important to work with Steve and to keep the the cohesiveness in in the office. So I think those are the reasons why. And, and, you know, his knowledge. He's going to help me with game management. Uh, His knowledge is not an offense that he doesn't know. And he was really, you know, he was really uh, impressed by what we were doing on offense too. So I think he brings a lot of uh, information to us uh, and also fits in well with the staff. The knowledge that he had in the passing game, in the red zone, and the empty package, how he related to it, and the things that he did, especially when he was a head coach and stuff that he ran, the stuff that he ran in Detroit. You know, there's an old saying, if it's not broke, don't try to fix it. Okay, So we don't need a whole lot of new stuff uh, in our offense. I think it was more or less his knowledge, more or less his coaching ability, and more or less his fit with the staff is the reason we hired him.
0: We all know Coach O is big on staff fit, getting that chemistry right. It's a delicate balance, uh, but he's been pretty good at striking it. And he has a national championship to show for it. And speaking of new coaches, uh, new coordinators, in addition to a new passing game coordinator, uh, LSU has a new defensive coordinator who's also their old defensive coordinator. That's Bo Pelini. And everything that we're hearing about Bo Pelini is extremely positive. The players love him. They love the new 4-3 uh, I'm going to play two clips here. One is Coach O just talking about why Bo Pelini stood out to him. And the second clip you'll hear back-to-back is why he thinks the 4-3 is the right fit for this team.
1: I think we made some tremendous hire. Bo Pelini has been a force. Uh, players have gravitated to him already, of coaches have. Uh, this is more of a 4-3 attacking-style defense. I think it plays right into the personnel that we have. You know, it uh, looked like a guy like T.K. McClendon, he is a perfect 4 3. And so is Justin Thomas. Those guys were playing four techniques. That's inside the tackle. Now they're playing outside and more of an attack defense. And then you have some linebackers. We got speed who can run. We're blitzing. Uh, we, we're going to blitz the corners. We're going to blitz the safeties. I just think that the 4 3 is built on speed and aggressive, aggressive nature. I think we have that. The
0: last sound bite that I'm going to play from Coach O is about turning the page from last season to this season, still leaning on the things you learned from last season and the the standard that you set, but still being able to move on and and not slow down, not hit the brakes, uh, make sure you step on the gas pedal. And it's a good transition, too, to my interview with Jamar Chase because Jamar talks a lot about that, about as good of a season as he had last year, he wants to elevate the stakes, set the bar higher, uh, set a new goal. If you watch the video uh, about Jamar Chase being the new number seven, you'll have gotten that message loud and clear as well. So here's Coach O talking about uh, about that fact, about turning the page to next season, uh, how he made a vow to to work harder this season even than he did last year. Uh, I'm going to just transition straight from that quote right into my interview with Jamar because I think they tie in so well together. So this will be the last time that, that I talk to you uh, on this episode. Again, as always, if you don't mind, Give me a rating, give me a review, give me a uh, subscription. Helps the podcast. Like, like Coach O said, it's all gas, snow no brakes. I think that was the title of one of these episodes recently. But look, I vow, like Coach O is about to, I vow to work harder for you this year on the podcast and uh, in, in addition, I guess, in not in addition, in, uh, in exchange for that vow, maybe you could vow to review the podcast and rate the podcast. I'm just saying, I'm just asking, just a humble request. I'd appreciate it. Anyway, here's Coach O talking about uh, turning the page to a new season. And uh, after that, you're going to hear from me and the new number seven for LSU football, Jamar Chase.
1: I, I do believe this It starts with me. Uh, I made a, a vow to myself that I'm going to this year, uh, more attention to the detail, and people need to see that from the leader. And I think the culture that we built is fantastic, but we need to keep that standard up. And I do believe that it, it would be a fault to keep on talking about last year, uh, we got to turn the page. Uh, this is a new team, but we do we do have a lot of good things that we can fall back on last year. As far as I I'll give you an example, uh, last year in the spring, uh, the whole team was Saturday morning at nine o'clock had a volunteer practice. The coaches wasn't there. and That was led by Joe Burrow, leadership and want to. So we can fall back on some of those things. But I, you know, I can't expect this team to be last year's team. It's a new team, but we still have high, high expectations.
0: All right, good to sit down for a few minutes with the newest number seven for LSU football, Jamar Chase. Jamar, thanks for spending a few minutes with me. When I say that, what kind of goes through your head, the new number seven for LSU football, Jamar Chase?
2: Uh, a lot goes through my head as I hear that. You know, uh, I think about all the numbers, all the people who wore it. You know, um, but first thing I think about is which receivers wore it. That's the first thing that pops up.
0: So DJ, I mean, since it was kind of – I don't know officially a thing. DJ Chark's the only guy, right?
2: Yeah, he was the only guy on on the receivers end. Yeah. Right? yeah,
0: and then Leonard, Leonard had it at running back. So now it's back on offense, right? right? H- how did you get the number? You you basically just asked Coach O for it, right? You yeah. this is
2: something you wanted. Yeah, I just asked
0: him. Said, Coach, I want seven. And his response was, "All right, let's do it." <laughs> <laughs> what? Why did you want it? Why, what, what was what was it about? Because. You know, when, when people were kind of speculating, like people mm-hmm. would ask me during right. the offseason, they'd be like, Cody, who do you think is going to get number seven? I'd say, you know, I think Jamar likes one, so I think he'll probably keep one, mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe it'll be somebody else that, you know, gets it. Right. But what, what made
2: you want it? Um, this was a tough decision for me. I know I was thinking about this for a couple of weeks, but um, I look at seven as, you know, a competitive number, you know. Um, I think seven at LSU is like a challenge for people. You know, um, It's a lot of things that goes on in a year when you have seven on, a lot of critics, a lot of people, a lot of expectations from seven. And I want to have that challenge upon
0: me. So that reminds me of the last time we sat down together. It was after you won the Blitnikoff. It's me, you, your dad, your mom, Mickey Joseph. Mm-hmm. And you've just won the Blitnikoff. Like you've just won the award mm-hmm. as the best receiver in the country. And your dad, your dad's fired up and Mickey's fired up, your mom's fired up. And you're just kind of sitting there like, man, I'm ready to get back to work. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was kind of amazed by that just because, you know, I didn't, I didn't know you that well before, before this season in particular, but just that mentality of, you know, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, like if I just won the award for like the best person at what I do, I'd probably be like feeling, feeling myself, feeling good. And you were, I mean, you were excited and you were happy and you were proud, but there was just that mentality about you, like, yeah, we got a championship game to get ready for, a playoff game to get ready for, like, I'm ready to go. Like, have you, w- described that mentality to me, like, what were you feeling that night?
2: Um, really, you know, um, the biggest things that that happens to me, you know, it doesn't bother me, like, um, like draft picks, you know, the, um, the Blinkoff Award, you know, that like, it amazes me, but at the same time, it's just like, oh, okay, I won it, so what's next, like, I mean, I'm still, I'm still going through the day. I'm still going back to practice. I mean, it's just an award to me. It means so much to others, but to me, it's just another award.
0: One of the people who is going to mean a lot to is your dad, and one of the questions I would written down here was how would you tell your dad, but you haven't told him yet. I haven't told him So yet. I want to know how you're going to tell your dad. By, by the time this is out, he'll know, right. but like, how
2: are you going to tell him? Well, I'm going to, um, I'm going to call him on the phone. And then I'm going to send it to him while we're on the phone.
0: <laughs> I like it.
2: And then I want to hear everything he tells me because I know he's been bugging me. and would be like, I think you should give seven. He was like, you sure you? You want to get seven? would um, be like, Dad, I don't really
0: know yet. And, you know, I I just might have to sit on it and think about it for a few. <laughs> I know he was pushed. I, your dad, for those who don't know, your dad has that – just kind of that mentality of he he always wants to bring out the best in mm-hmm. you. And he's always kind of striking that balance between pushing you and right. and encouraging you. And he just – He's a, he's a big personality. In fact, hold on, let me pull this up. Um, cause I was thinking about this with, with you getting number seven that some things are going to change and and this is one of them. Your dad's gonna have to get a new shirt. Cause that, that <laughs> shirt right there, that shirt right
2: there. That shirt, they actually made that my freshman year.
0: Okay. So that one's, that That's one's old. old shirt. So he's going to have to get an updated one with right. seven and they're not going to, well, I guess spring football, you'll get some action shots, but mm. he might have to, he might have to go back to that shirt guy and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and get a new shirt. Um, Okay, so do you get any say in who gets number one now? Like, are you going to be like, are you going to be vouching for like, no, nah, no, nah, that guy can't wear one. Like, this guy's got to wear one. Right. Um,
2: I mean, uh, TJ constantly asks me, bro, you got to get seven. Bro, get seven. Bro, get seven. I'm like, TJ, I don't know. I don't want it. I always told him I don't want it. I always told TJ him. TJ Finley. TJ Finley. I always told him I don't want it. Yeah.
0: So he wants one. He wants one. So one is not really a quarterback number. Like, you don't see many quarterbacks wearing right. one. That's a, that's a bold move by TJ. But right. you think he's got what it, it takes to wear one? Um, Yes. Uh, I can see him in one.
2: I mean, he's always had one. But you're in college now, so you have to look at things in a different perspective. Yeah. So if you want to have one, you've got to be on top of everything. I can tell you that because I know when I first had one, I had a little slip off and I had to get back on top. So you got to make sure
0: you're on top. Who was the who was one before you? Do you remember? I can't remember um, that part. Dante Jackson. Dante, yeah,
2: yeah. Dante Jackson, and that was
0: defense. Yeah. So it, stay, it stays on offense. You're, you're big on that, right? You got to keep. <laughs> I wanted to stay on offense. I wanted to stay on offense. Yeah. I mean, I guess Christian did did wear it last year too, but yeah, I had it first. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right, true or false? You're actually changing number seven because Justin's leaving. Right, your locker mate Justin's leaving, and you wanted to be next to Terrace. Is that true or false? False. <laughs>
2: hey, I didn't realize that. No. Um, you got to got to stick with
0: got to stick with the receivers. But look, Justin just went through this combine process. I'm curious because you're going to be in this, this spot real soon. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he ran a four 40 forty. First of all, foot race. Who's winning? You or Jets? Me. Okay, so that's you're you're I'm quick on that. Were you surprised with four four when he ran it? Uh, no, actually,
2: I, I was. I didn't know he was gonna get 4-4-5, Was it four four five? I think
0: he got four. I think it was four four five unofficial, yeah. and then they actually bumped it up to four 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 official. Oh, well, I didn't. I didn't know it was gonna be
2: that low. Well, that's mid area, but I didn't think it was gonna be that. <laughs> I know he's gonna get four four something,
0: but I knew it was fast. What, Everybody thought it was. Slow. What's the fastest you've run so far? Let's do your combine numbers, just for talking numbers. Like, what's um,
2: what's your forty? Give me a forty. High school numbers was 4-5-3. Okay. And You're that was my junior year. So I'm pretty sure I'm faster than yeah,
0: you that. Yeah, I remember – I think it was the Vanderbilt game. Like, you caught that touchdown and, like, went running. Yeah. And, like, after you were like, man, I didn't – I didn't know I, didn't that I was, was that fat. fast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd be surprising myself sometimes. Well, one of the things that Coach always talks about is – I think the phrase that he used – you know how coaches, Coach always with all his phrases, he mm-hmm. says, like, you – he can lift every weight in the weight room. Right. Mark can lift every weight. In the weight room. What are what are some of your numbers if you're comfortable sharing them? Some of your, your your weight numbers. Um, like what are you benching?
2: I know bench. I I can do 325. I'm pretty sure I can do more than that. Um, squat. My squats. I can do a lot of squats. A lot. I'm pretty sure I'm at like 480. Yeah. Um, we don't really do much inclines. I know power cleans. Shoot, I don't know what the, what the last one was. I don't even remember the last couple of numbers we had. And hand clean. That's probably at
0: like. Um, 250. You take the weight room seriously, right? I remember yeah. th- the other day the strength and conditioning put out that, that photo um, where it's like all the weightlifters of the day, you were the, the wide receiver right. guy. Just your build, you can tell. Like, yeah. Have you always been big in the weight room or have you kind of an a naturally built guy?
2: Um, no, I have a best friend, Aaron, and he's a weight freak. Okay, like, He legit loves weights. In uh, high school, he used to make me like take a pre-workout and get me pumped up just to <laughs> work out with him, but you know I enjoyed it, you know, but I think that's one of the reasons why I enjoy lifting weights now. Yeah. I, I actually go into weights happy.
0: I used to go into them um, like, oh, I don't want to be here, yeah, but now I take it seriously now. So. yeah um one of the things we were talking about Bolitnikoff, you you went to Tallahassee for the the ceremony, right? give me your, give me a Lou Holtz story. I know you spent some time with Lou oh, Holtz man. that's a that's a different guy right there right. I want I want your best Lou Holtz story. All right, so um this is my first time meeting
2: him. we walk up. And uh, I'm like, what's up, coach? Uh, I tell him my name, Jamar Chase. He said, Lou Holtz. He's like, uh, keep in mind, he's a short guy, and he talks, he talks funny. <laughs> he's, got a, he's got a different voice. He, he I'm got not going to do the impression, voice. but
0: right. everyone knows. Everyone knows yeah, the impression. He's got a
2: different voice. So he's like, oh, man, what do you think about all these pitches? I think we're going to be here all day Day. I'm just like I'm like I'm just started laughing, and he just constantly telling me jokes. He told me about four jokes in like
0: five minutes, and they all was funny. Lou Lou is a different character, man. He was mm. I mean he was great on TV because he's got that that big personality. I, I knew you would enjoy getting to meet him. Yeah. Um, all right, let me let me kind of put on my because this is gonna be a thing for you. We're in seven. You're gonna be doing media all the time. Mm-hmm. Like just welcome to the club. Like right. you got, you just got to do it. So let me put on like my salty mean reporter hat for a second and ask you like the tough questions okay because you got to practice you're going to get you're going to get these questions this year all right joe brady is gone joe burrow is gone how are you going to be able to produce at the level you produced last year
2: well we're going to take every game once at a time one step at a time you know we're going to have miles tj max all those guys working hard Um, receivers are still going to work hard o-line's going to work hard you know running backs everyone's going to come back and prove themselves again. That's our job to do. I know we still have Coach E, so we're just going to prove
0: ourselves again. I mean, that's perfect. That's a perfect number seven answer. Like That's just perfect. You hit all the talking points. You gave credit to all your teammates. That's perfect. You're going to be fine. Spe- speaking of Miles, um, how m- I know y'all are mostly doing football school and stuff. Y'all haven't, spring practice starts mm-hmm. Saturday. How much time have you spent with him? I know you've, been around him for the last two years yeah. just as part of the program. Um, he's he's the guy right now. He's got guys behind him pushing. Right. But he has big shoes to fill. Um, just how much time have you spent with him? How important is it to kind of develop this chemistry, um, build on the chemistry you already have?
2: Um, I know as of right now um, we've been throwing – uh, two Saturdays, I want to say two Saturdays. It's not three, it's two. But uh, I know during the week we actually throw after practice. You know, um, today was the only day we didn't throw after practice because we ran a lot today. And you know, we did a lot of conditioning. But most of the time, me and Miles hang out after practice. You know, in the locker room, we're talking, we're trying to figure out what we want to do after practice and stuff like that, to, just to figure it out our pace.
0: He can sling it. I mean, when he throws it, like the ball whistles, right? right? Yeah, oh, no, how, not how, no more, not no more. He's taking something yeah, off of yeah, it. Yeah. I heard he was working on that. I heard yeah. they told him that he's got to take a little bit off. Did y'all tell him that? Because <laughs> one of the things that – well seriously, one of the things about Joe is he threw a really catchable ball. Yeah. And I think I was talking to Jack Marucci because I just interviewed Jack for this podcast, and he was saying how they were working with, with Miles on throwing a more catchable ball. Like right. they were looking at his, like, incompletion numbers and, mm-hmm. like, Joe's drop passes were way lower than Miles just because right. he was taking some off. Y'all been working on that? Yeah. Um, he's he's throwing with a little more touch maybe.
2: Well, I mean, he's, I mean he throws the same to me. You know, I, I don't really care how ball how fast the ball comes to me. <laughs> Either way it goes, if it comes there, you still have to catch it. Yeah. But I know Racy used to tell him all the time when they went together, Miles, take off some, take off some. <laughs> he did it all the time last year. So he took a lot. I know he took some off the ball definitely.
0: I, I've seen every quarterback. I've been covering the team since two thousand eleven, two into two thousand in ten season. So I've seen every quarterback come through in that time. And I'm telling you, he throws it for just like in terms of velocity and like spin rate, like the, the hardest ball of any quarterback this this country, like literally whistles when, when he wants to chuck it. He can really chuck yeah, it. Yeah, he does. Um, let's see. OK, one of the big things with you last year, and we'll wrap up here pretty quickly, was you set all these goals. Right. And you, mm-hmm. you literally wrote them out, I think, on a post-it note, maybe yeah. and put them on your mirror. Yeah. Um, let me see if I can get them off the top of my head. Was it 50 catches? 50 catches. Thousand yards? Thousand yards. Bolitnikov? Bolitnikov. National championship? No. SEC championship? SEC championship. SEC championship. Touchdowns. 10 touchdowns? Um, nah. Oh, no, touchdown record. LSU touchdown, touchdown record. record. Yeah, that's what okay. it was. So you you met all those, exceeded all those by mm-hmm. pretty – probably by like the 10th. And I had
2: season yards too.
0: What was that? Oh, the LSU season yeah. yardage record. Yeah. Which
2: you got. Right. You got. Yeah. Yeah, because well, it was – No, I think it's like 2,000.
0: I think – I'll have to look at it. I thought you got it because I thought Josh I 17. Reed was like 17-something. I got 17-something. Something, but I think they do have 2,000 though. Okay. That's all. Season. You know what it was. That's, it it doesn't matter. What, yeah. what are you shooting for this year? Like, because um, you you, if you're gonna exceed what you did last well, year, like, there ain't much higher to go. But there's exactly. still higher to go. So yeah. how do you kind of balance that? I want to set goals. I want to set high goals. Right. Um. I'm just looking at it.
2: You know, the same way. You know, I write a couple of goals down. Put them back on my mirror. But I'm, i I want to have um all season. All-season touchdowns. I mean, not all-season touchdowns. All-season uh, receiving yards. Um, I don't even know how many touchdowns. I'm not even trying to get to the touchdowns. But
0: I really don't know. Honestly. Yeah. I haven't even thought about well, it yet. Well, you was, got a little bit of time.
2: Yeah, you got the some season time. one was on my mind the most. <laughs> that was the one on my mind. Yeah,
0: spring hadn't quite started yet. So you got a little time. Speaking of bets, have you cashed in on your bet? What? With Terrace and Justin – Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, so you're, you're good. Yeah, we got it. Okay, you're good. Now. They got it taken care of. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, last one for you. We got a number change. Mm-hmm. Is there any chance we're getting a position change in terms of last year you were X all season, right? Right. Could you play in the slot some this year? Is that something y'all may tinker with in the
2: spring? <laughs> well, do you know? Well, that Can you share? That we can't share. Okay. But I will be at X this year. Yes. Okay,
0: you'll stay at X. Right. What do you like about that spot? Because – I don't know a ton about football. I'm not a scout, but a lot of times guys that are much smarter than me on, on Twitter and stuff will say what makes you special there is you're, can't, you can't get pressed. Mm. I mean, it's funny. I was looking at – you probably saw this tweet where at the combine they asked all these guys, who's the best receiver you went up against? It was, right. Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase, Jamar Chase. What, yeah. do you, what do you like about that X spot?
2: Um, I like X the most because, you know, it's in a boundary. You don't have that much space, which a lot of people don't like. But I like it because most of the time you're in man-to-man all game. Um, the only thing they might have is safety help, honestly. But most of the time it's, it's you and the cornerback, and that's something every receiver wants.
0: You love that. You love that challenge. I, I lied. I got two more for you. One, we, <laughs> talked, we talked about Joe Brady being gone. Right. Um, Scott Linehan comes in. I know y'all, y'all haven't done anything practice-wise yet. Right. You'll get that opportunity. Um, do you feel like the offense picks up in terms of scheme, all the things that y'all did last year and now you're adding things to it, is that kind of the philosophy you have in mind or do you think it'll be a little bit different? Uh, I think it'll be
2: a little bit different actually because um, I don't know what's fully intended yet, but I know we have changed a lot of stuff so far. You know, um, A lot of stuff has changed, but um, he's a good coach. You know, He's given us some new plays and stuff like that, but we always keep some of our old plays, but I feel like this year is going to be changed.
0: Last one for you national championship game, you were just talking about how much you love the one-on-one matchup. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking to Joe after the national championship game. He was like, yeah, at some point, like, I just realized they're really just guarding Jamar one-on-one and I can just go to Jamar. Take me back through that game, just like reliving it for me. I know you've moved on. I know you're set in the future, but you, you did something special that game and it's something that's going to stay with you forever. It's going to stay with LSU fans forever. Just kind of what are the memories that stand out for you from that game?
2: Um, you know, just the just the first touchdown, you know. Making my first touchdown, you know, um, celebrating with the guys in the end zone just because I know it's the last game and my last catch just to just to end the game so we can start to nail the ball. That's all I that's the main two things I can remember the most because that was the most successful thing that happened that game for me. Um, but it was it was just amazing just to be in my own city you know hit a crowd go crazy you know and then after i get to see my people so it was just a blessing
0: doesn't get any better than that i I gotta be honest all season last year i was never worried about y'all like literally every game i just kind of was like yeah they're gonna they're gonna win they're gonna roll felt that way going into clemson and then it kind of started slow with clemson and maybe it was because i had a pounding headache or i don't know why but it was the only time all season i was like i don't know man like i I don't know, and then you made that play, and as soon as you made that play, I was like, "All right, it's done." I don't even remember what the, I don't remember what the score was, but I just knew it in that moment. It was seven nothing. Yeah, so it, did no, it, it was it, seven seven actually. That okay, was,
2: that was our first touchdown. Yeah, you, t- you tied it up yep. right. You tied yep.
0: it up, and um, and just at that moment, I was like, "Yeah, they're good. Like they're back. This is this is what they do, right. and it's the inevitable machine." So, uh, it was a great season, man. Um, I'm excited for you to wear seven. I think you're a perfect fit. Um, you're just gonna have to get used to talking to reporters all the time and television cameras and all that stuff. But you're used to that now. You went through this year. Yeah, I'll be fine. I think I got the hang of it now. All right, man. Uh, appreciate your time. Uh, let me know what your dad says when, uh, when we try to, a record call. That, to record <laughs> yeah, that. Actually, yeah, do do record that because that'll be that'll be viral content right there. <laughs> Tell, you need to like you need to find someone that's there with your dad. Like if your mom's there, yeah. like give her a little heads up. Be like, hey, make sure dad's got the make sure you're filming dad when when I do this. All right. <laughs> all right, man. Thank you. Thank you.
1: Like knights of old, we fight to hold the glory of the purple and gold. Come on, you tigers! I said, fight, fight, fight! Victory for victory for victory! Victor